Welcome to Buckeyes Tomorrow Morning for Friday, July 28th. I'm your host, Tom Moore. The Notre Dame game is in 36 days, the game against Michigan in 120 days. We are coming off a couple days at Big Ten Media Days, and this definitely can feel like the most optimistic time of the year. All the coaches are feeling great about their programs. Pretty much everyone's healthy. All the new hires and recruits are definitely going to work out great. And if you follow Ohio State football recruiting, though, the last week or so has had a very different vibe from that. The Buckeyes have missed out on a number of recruits who they were in on, and there are rumors flying about potential flips and all the other stuff that once, once things start breaking bad, things uh, everyone is looking for what, what's going to go wrong next. So hopefully here to talk everyone off the ledge a little bit is our old buddy, Alex Gleitman. He is part of the new team at Buckeye Huddle, and I am truly, truly excited to get a chance to keep working with him. Alex, I'm guessing most people who are familiar with the morning shows and familiar with the previous site probably know who you are and know where you came from and all that, but for folks who maybe are new, just joining us to, on the new show, can you let people know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, Tom. I mean, first off, I just want to say likewise on, on getting to work with you again. I think the team we put together is awesome. There might be some more irons in the fire, as Mark hinted at on our board on, his, on the first day. Uh, people were going to add, but, you know, we're, we're going to put the past in the past. I think we just have an unbelievable team moving forward that I'm honored to work with. And I think we're going to provide Ohio State fans the best coverage across team recruiting, not just football, I think basketball, potentially other sports as well. So really excited as, as to what we're building now. And for anyone who's listening, we're, we are free right now. You could come check us out and get a little, little taste of what the board and the community and some of the information is going to be like. And I think you'll, you'll get a little taste of that on today's call. But for those who don't know me, I've been around Ohio State football and recruiting probably since uh, 2008. I was in my last year of college. Me and some friends started a, a site at the time called dottingtheeye.com. They kind of flaked out on me. That didn't last long. Was holding it up myself. Ended up joining 11 Warriors for about five years. Was then at Bucknuts and 24-7 Sports for about five years. Went over to Rivals. Was at Buckeye Scoop. And now I'm at Buckeye Huddle, where I'm very excited to be. Yeah, we are, we are definitely excited to get, uh, get a chance to keep working together. And as you mentioned, lots of good team coverage, great recruiting coverage. We're also going to be rolling real, real deep in the X's and O's. You know, you know, probably know Ross Fulton, but we've got a couple other guys who are on staff there as well. Should be tons of great coverage on that angle of things as well. So we kind of got the whole thing covered from all the different angles. Uh, we're going to talk, I mean, Alex does some team coverage. Alex does some recruiting coverage. We're going to talk about kind of both of those pieces today. We're going to get the bad news out of the way first. Let's talk recruiting. It has definitely not been great recently. They have, uh, Ohio State has missed out on two of their top linebacker targets, a top defensive line target, a five-star safety, a top offensive tackle. And that's just in the last week or so. So I think the question that most people have is, is this just kind of a run of bad, but sort of unrelated luck? And it's just like, you're getting all the bad news out of the way right now. And it was going great before this. And, you know, it'll be fine later. It's just all the, all the bad news is happening at the same time. Or is there something, you know, is there something bigger going on that's kind of like tying all this stuff together? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I've seen fans on the boards so say there must be something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. It's all this bad news. It's doom and gloom for the last month or so. I think it's truly, there, there's nothing there on that end. I, I think it's just truly a matter of the chips not falling where Ohio State wants them right now. And I think you have to think about this. Right now is the time where it used to be that like commitments could happen all over the place. Some were early. A lot of them waited till uh, you know, the All-American games to announce. Um, some people waited all the way till February signing day before December signing day was a thing. Right now is probably the time where the most amount of kids are going to commit. 
They just took, most of them took a lot of their official visits, if not all their official visits. And then on top of that, their senior seasons are about to start in the next week or two weeks, as far as getting to camp and things like that. A lot of these kids want to make their decisions now and then just be able to focus on their senior season without having that weighing over them. So I think just the timeline of when you're seeing a lot of the decisions happen is, is occurring right now. And I think that's a really important thing to note. Ohio State has had a lot of guys committed now for, you know, at least since the middle of June, they've had most of their class together. So the guys that they have remaining, I mean, there's not that many that they're going to be adding. And I think if you look at the guys who recently did not pan out, there's a couple of them that were nowhere near Ohio State locks, you know, the Troy Bulls of the world or Caleb Downs, like those were always either in Bulls case, you know, Georgia was the favorite for quite some time now. And with Downs's case, everyone always thought like Ohio State might have left it led at times, but they always knew that Alabama and Georgia and maybe even some others were legitimate threats. So, yes, Tackett Curtis was a tough loss. I mean, there, there, there's no doubt about that. There were some other, you know, tough losses. Darren Reed, Ohio State thought they had him. I mean, the kid gave me an interview coming off his official visit uh, to Ohio State about why he was committing to Ohio State. So, you know, those are tough losses. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't think that there's anything quote unquote wrong with Ohio state. I, I think it's a little bit of a run of bad luck. So uh, I think they'll finish strong. I think they'll finish with a really strong class that will probably be ranked in the top five in America. And if you're consistently bringing in top five classes in the country, you're going to be competing for national titles on a regular basis. Well, one thing, a lot of these guys that we just talked about have in common is they play positions where Ohio state has new coaches. You know, most of the defensive staff turned over the offensive line position turned over at Media Days, Ryan Day actually talked about that, that defensive piece of things. I'm going to read you the, his direct quote here. Uh, quote, I think when they see the energy and a bunch of guys flying around, it's going to be a much easier sell. That's, end quote. You know, just basically how much of this maybe can be traced back to what he's talking about there, that they're really right now, I think everyone's expecting the defense to be better this year, and you're probably going to have a better defense this year. But right now it's just an idea. And it's, you know, this is, as I said earlier, this is the optimistic time of year. Everyone's going to be great this year. Just wait and see. Everyone's going to finish over 500. Don't, don't worry about the math. It'll all work out. How much of it is just that right now they're just sort of selling an idea rather than a, hey, look, we really do have a top five defense in the country. I mean, yes and no. I think that's a little bit. I think I'll say this. Their job's going to get a lot easier when people see what I think the defense is going to look like this year. And when you start to see, how you would be used in that defense and how that defense is, you know, Ryan Day wants a top 10 defense. I'll take a top 25 defense at this point, maybe a top 30 defense. I think that would probably do the trick with the offense that they have. But, you know, I, I think their job is going to get easier. I don't think that's necessarily a reason they're not getting kids now, but I do think the staff turnover does play into that boxes that you, you look to check in recruiting of comfort and relationships. And you got to remember a lot of these guys who have been recruiting these players have been doing so for two, potentially three years, and they've been building that relationship. And Ohio State, these coaches, you know, not all these guys have been building relationships with these kids for two, three years, like some of the schools that they're going up against. So I think anytime you have staff turnover, especially the amount that Ohio State did, certainly on one side of the ball, you're going to, I don't want to say struggle, but it's going to be a little bit harder to get going because you have to build those relationships quicker. And it's all about trust and relationships. And I think the scheme and the proof of concept fits into those trust and relationships um, to some extent, because how can, or sorry, comfort and relationships, I should say, because you have to be able to trust and have the comfort that that staff is going to help you develop into an NFL player, develop on and off the field. 
And without seeing that proof of concept, that does play a factor and an element into those, that comfort um, and, and, you know, being able, you know, pairing that with the relationships that, again, they've kind of had to accelerate over the last, you know, six, seven months or so. So that's what I'll say on that front. I don't think it's truly like, oh, people haven't seen the defense, so they're not going to commit here. But I do think that seeing the defense be successful this year will kind of put recruiting on, you know, hypercharge heading into next cycle. One spot where there is still some uncertainty, but which I think people don't seem to be quite as panicked about is quarterback. And I guess when you've brought in five stars in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 and have another one committed for 2024, you know, it makes sense to have everyone a little less stressed out about like, who's the 2023 guy going to be? But it does sound like one name that we've sort of been hearing there may be trending away and another one could actually be trending towards Ohio State. So what are you hearing about the 2023 quarterback spot? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because about a month ago, maybe a little bit more than that, we were sitting there saying Ohio State was looking pretty good to flip Austin Novosad from Baylor to Ohio State after he camped, earned an offer, came back, called about eight, nine days later for his official visit, and a decision was imminent. But he was having a really tough time making that decision. Texas A&M came into the mix. Uh, he's got some family ties there, kind of the program he grew up rooting for. They came in with an offer. He took an unofficial visit there. He's taking another unofficial visit there this weekend. Then Notre Dame came in with an offer. He just took a visit up to Notre Dame this week. He'll be back at Baylor on Friday where he's currently committed. And then, as I said, he'll be at Texas A&M on Saturday. He already took two visits to Ohio State, and with his schedule, he just wasn't able to fit it in. I just think that this one, if, if he had to decide, you know, call it June 18th or something like that, I think Ohio State probably would have been the pick. But the longer this went on and – Texas A&M enters and Baylor has a chance to convince him to kind of stick with them. I think he ends up at one of those Texas schools. Now, the other guy that they offered about a month ago, Brock Len, he came up for an official visit on June 17th, was offered shortly before then. Really good official visit, but I just never got the vibe that Ohio State was pushing for him just because I felt like they had Novosad a little bit higher on their board and they felt like they had a great chance to get him. The, the tables have turned a little bit, I think, and Uh, Brock Len, who I felt was going to go to Florida state for the last three to four weeks, just more so because I think Auburn kind of fell behind a little bit. I think LSU offered, but I I don't think they're really in the mix. And I I think TCU, who's the other finalist, isn't really, you know, I think he likes them, but they don't really have as much to offer as some of the other programs. I just thought with all that said that he was going to go to Florida state. Um, he hadn't committed to Florida state and you start to wonder why. And you you start to hear some whispers that maybe with Novasad looking at some other programs, Ohio State's looking a little bit harder into Glenn. And I think I even posted yesterday or the day before, uh, yeah, like two days ago at this point, that that to watch Brock Glenn, that Ohio State may be turning up the heat a little bit there with Novasad looking toward uh, Baylor and AM. And then yesterday, uh, Brock Glenn announces that a decision is going to be coming on Saturday, uh, July 30th. So this coming Saturday. And I think, you know, I don't have a firm answer yet. I will definitely post it on the board, but a lot of people I'm talking to, and this is not just Ohio State people, this is people from programs, staffers on programs that are in the top five here um, that, that feel that Ohio State is going to be the pick. So I don't have anything definitively, but between Florida State confidence not being that high and for whatever reason, not committing to Florida state the last few weeks and, and another uh, staff of, of one of the, the other three schools kind of telling me that they think it's going to be Ohio state. Y- you have to feel good potentially about this decision, but 
you know, by the time this recording gets posted, information could change. So we'll sit tight, but I think getting one of those two guys would be absolutely huge for Ohio State because they've been looking for their 2023 quarterback for quite some time. All right. So that's that's good. That's something people can feel good about. Didn't want the show to be a total downer. So you got a little a little optimism there uh, with regard to block Brock Glenn potentially committing uh, fairly soon. Also want to talk about something you wrote about on the board at Buckeye Huddle this week, previewing this fall's team. Now, there is a whole there, you know, there, there's not many concerns about this fall's team on the whole, especially in the offensive side of the ball. You talk to some folks with inside the program uh, with some folks inside the program just to get some sense, you know, some additional notes on on sort of where things stand with certain guys in different position groups on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, I mean, there's lots of names that that uh, people I'm sure are thinking about CJ Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba, Travion Henderson. I mean, there, there are plenty of names that everyone knows on the offensive side of the ball, but boy, Alex, it sure sounds like Marvin Harrison Jr. might be ready to do some uh, pretty big things this fall. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. You know, you, 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 you've you heard, like, every single person who covers Ohio State has pretty much raved about Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, really since the moment he stepped on campus because of just the way he went about his business and his work ethic and and just, like, you know, he grew up with a dad who's an NFL Hall of Famer who who taught him just how to do things the right way. And, you know, while he had, I think, his troubles early in his career, Marvin Harrison Sr. quickly learned how to do things the right way and just made a, having Peyton Manning helps, but made a really nice Hall of Fame NFL career out of just doing his job every single day, every single play. And, you know, Junior has brought that work ethic to Ohio State. It translated, you saw when he had his opportunity in the Rose Bowl with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson sitting out, you know, three touchdowns in that game. I mean, what a game for him. Um, and that momentum is just carried into the off season. He, he kind of saw the light and a lot of guys would just rest on their laurels there and just kind of sit back and be like, Oh, I'll, I'll just, you know, go through the motions and show up and I'll be a stud. But Marvin, that just fueled him to work that much harder. And I'm not saying everyone is saying this because Jackson Smith Jigba could be the first receiver off the board, potentially a top five pick in next year's NFL draft. Uh, and might be the best player out of everyone that was in the room last year, but some people that I've spoken to within the program feel that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best receiver in that room. And that includes JSN, even though they play two very different positions. Yeah. He, I mean, like you said, it was like day one, you just immediately started hearing glowing things about him and it just kind of hasn't changed. So yeah, if you know, the, the raw talent was there, the, you know, the background there and understanding the game and understanding that, you know, the little detail stuff that, that has kind of all been there the whole time. The work ethic has been there and it does kind of feel like you're about to see that payoff on the field this fall. And, you know, I, the skill talent gets a lot of, gets a lot of the conversation. I mean, Jackson's put the Jigba and uh, CJ Stroud were the guys at big 10 media days. And those are the guys who are getting, you know, kind of hyped up for national awards and Heisman conversation, all that kind of stuff. I don't know that people are on board yet with just how good this offensive line could be this fall. I mean, there are some questions questions there, but it's mostly about the depth rather than the top five. And Ryan Day, you know, we, we've talked to Ryan Day enough before seasons to kind of get a sense for this is, you know, this is the way he talks about stuff when he's, you know, thinking it might be okay and it'll probably, you know, probably work itself out. And then the way he talks about like, yeah, man, this is going to be good. And he was talking, he was sounded very excited and confident about the starting five offensive linemen this week at media days. I mean, it sounds like the folks you're talking to were kind of on the same page there. Yeah, absolutely. At least the starting five. Um, I think what I loved about Ryan day at big 10 media days was hearing him kind of make that comment about guards being guards and uh, getting, a I mean, yeah, to, to his point, like 
the guys they had last year, Paris and Thayer playing inside, they were great in pass pro, right? But maybe they didn't move the needle as much as they could have in the run game. They couldn't get as low players with, with much leverage, especially in those short yardage situations where I saw Ohio State struggle mightily last year versus years past, uh, whether it was JT Barrett, whether it was J.K. Dobbins, um, kind of always being able to get those fourth and ones, those, those tough yards. They got, stu- they got stoned way too many times in the short yardage situation. So I love hearing him say that comment because that's something I've been saying, like let the guards play guards. I know, you know, a lot of O-line coaches would say get the best five out there, but I just think that there's something to, to the guards playing guards. So I just wanted to call that out. But yeah, I mean, look, ac- across the line, I think Paris Johnson at left tackle versus right guard, it's it's a way more natural position. And his opportunity, this is his bag year. I mean, he doesn't have to leave after this year, but he can now leave after this year. And he's got a chance to play the position where many project him to play at the NFL level at left tackle. And so he's worked tremendously hard to make himself the best left tackle that he could possibly be. And, you know, there could be some growing pains early on as he learns to play that position for the first time in, in real games at this level. Um, but especially against a good defense in Notre Dame. Um, but I, I, I do think come season ends, he's going to be looked at as a potential first round pick at left tackle. And that's what my sources are saying too. At the guards, I mean, Donovan Jackson, another guy that has been raved about since he stepped foot on campus. He saw a bunch of action last year as a freshman uh, in different spots and things like that. Uh, I expect him to be at left guard. He might be, he might even, even though I think that's his NFL position, he might be moved out to tackle because his feet are just that good. Uh, so 2023, he might be a tackle, but they love him. And Matt Jones, I mean, I'm not going to like crap on stud here because I don't think that it's, this is like studs fault. I just don't think that they were a personality fit. Like some guys just respond to certain coaches better. And I just don't think that the Matt Jones and stud pairing was a great one. And if you look at the recruitment, he never picked Ohio state because of stud. He picked Ohio state because of the relationship between urban Meyer and his high school head coach, Danny Lamberg at Erasmus hall, who sent Jocelyn Wint, who sent Curtis Samuel uh, to Ohio State previously. So he was buying into the program and Urban Meyer and the opportunity there versus Stud, who was just hired in the middle of his recruitment. So that's one where I just think Stud leaving will benefit Matt Jones a ton because from everyone I've spoken to at Ohio State and the Erasmus Hall side, Matt loves Justin Fry. And, you know, I thought Matt was pretty good last year um, filling in, in in injury duty. Um, and even the year before as well, he started the national championship game in 2020. People, people forget that, but um, you know, I just think he's, he's primed for a big year. He's got two more years left, but the plan is to leave after this year and, you know, another bad year. And then finally, you know, Dewan Jones just grow on last year. And then I'll say Luke Whipler at center, you know, Tony brought it up on the board. This is a kid who the day after the loss to Alabama was in the weight room in the wee hours of the morning, filming his workouts to send to stud so that he could be evaluated and figure out where he needs to improve. I mean, that's the type of kid that Luke Whipler is. He's incredibly intelligent. He almost went to Stanford over Ohio State out of high school. And I think just the experience he got on the field last year, the gains he's made in the weight room, um, just the gains he's made as a player, I think he's going to be a Remington uh, Award, you know, strong candidate this year, if, if, if not a finalist or potentially win it. All right. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's a little, little sense for Alex Gleitman and uh, great insight on this year's team, great insight on recruiting and future teams. So I can hear you all asking, okay, where can I get more Alex Gleitman? Well, you can get find him on Alex, let people know where you can find you on Twitter and then what they can kind of expect from you moving forward at, at the new site, BuckeyeHeddle.com. Yeah, for sure. Uh, on Twitter, I'm just at Alex Gleitman, G-L-E-I-T-M-A-N. 
And yeah, I mean, as I said, come over, check us out on Buckeye Huddle. Right now it's free until we get the site, you know, fully up and running, which hopefully won't be uh, too far in the future. But, you know, recruiting updates regularly on the message boards. I'll, I'll bring my A deck over, which is kind of my insider recruiting column that I do every single week. I'll probably either do a weekly chat or another kind of VIP recruiting piece on our board and, you know, just provide consistent stories and nuggets, um, you know, whether it's the team, whether it's recruiting, whatever information I get from the various sources that I can tap into, um, you know, I'm definitely going to bring that to the site. And I think it's, it's going to be worth whatever Mark decides the monthly and annual uh, memberships are going to cost at Buckeye Huddle. Yeah. And that, that again, the site is not completely launched right now. So you can just, you can join for free right now. Like we're not asking you for a credit card number and then hoping you forget to cancel after your free trial. Like we're not, we're not doing that nonsense. It is just go to the site, sign up right now, get a free, free login for the board. You can talk to us, you ask questions, doing chats, you know, great insider reporting from Mark and Alex and Tony and Ross and, and uh, Justin and the, the new scheme guys are doing an X's and O's chat there on the board. And that is all free right now. The site is probably, we'll say days, not weeks away from launching. So that will be coming up soon. Once it is, then we will have, a, we will shift to a pay model, but you get a little chance to find out, get to get a chance to sample the merchandise before you, uh, before you commit to anything. So that seems like a pretty good deal. So you can check that out. We will have the link to that in uh, the tweet promoting this, uh, promoting this podcast, but we have all been tweeting out the link a whole bunch over the last few days. So you should have, should have seen it by now, but if not, you will uh, tweet it out again in the podcast, uh, the tweet promoting this podcast. Um, so that will do it for today. That will do it, in fact, for this week. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. We will see you on Monday.